A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Playmaker Hi, I'm Chloe. And I'm Andrew. And this is The Playmaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world of football. Today, the first part of a Playmaker two-parter, as we look back over the past season and make sense of what's just happened. So Chloe, over the next two episodes, we're going to look back on the season that was, looking at everything from Liverpool and Manchester City's dominance, new money in the game, the health of the women's game, and what the future holds for fans too. But to start with, it's so easy to forget that this was the first season in 18 months that we actually had fans back in the stadiums. How has it been for you as a fan? Well, it's been absolutely brilliant to be back, um, helped very much by a superb season for my team, Stockport County. We've seen a bit of a rise in fan disorder, but mainly it's confirmed that old cliche that football without fans really is nothing. I made that about 10 seconds, was it, without you mentioning Stockport County? But... <laughs> Had to be done. Yeah, let's start with the top of the pile. In a recent episode, you looked at the new Classico in English football, Liverpool and Manchester City's utter dominance in uh, in English football. We came within minutes of an all-English Champions League final, didn't we? It was extremely dramatic. We thought that they were going to face each other in the final, as well as having faced each other in the league and the FA Cup semi and everything else. But it doesn't change the fact that the two sides are streets ahead of all the other teams in the Premier League. And it doesn't look like the gap's going to close anytime soon. I just can't see anyone getting close for a while as well. There was this stat before the huge Liverpool City game in April that since the start of the 2018-19 Premier League season, City have accumulated 338 points in the league, while Liverpool have won 337. And then the next best after that are Chelsea on 264. And that gap of 73 points between the top two and the next best just shows kind of in the last few years how vast that gap is. And also, as as we all know, the strongest teams strengthen well rather than just rest on their laurels. And Liverpool getting in players like Luis Diaz as whose journey we've covered in episode 130 is I think just the start of it. Yeah, what a player he is. Um let's move on to how the Qatar World Cup is shaping up. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't think anything quite encapsulates more than the kind of general coldness towards the Qatar World Cup then in March at the World Cup draw when the president of FIFA, Gianni Infantino, tried to start a chant of FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. He said, (laughs) before concluding, I want to see if we can make this place really vibrate. I'll count to one, two, three, and then I want to hear Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. Okay, and then it got such a lukewarm response from, uh, from the room. Firstly, that's just forced fun. No one likes it. And secondly, 
No football fan is a fan of a governing body or administrators. It's like cheering on a local council or like HMRC. These are necessary administrative bodies, but you're not singing songs about them. So I think we've got to a stage where we know that the World Cup is definitely happening in Qatar, despite all the controversy around it. So the question is, what are nations and teams going to do when it finally comes around? And I think it's been really interesting to see what's been going on between Gareth Southgate and the Qatar World Cup organisers. He was outspoken about the fact Qatar are hosting it, saying it's a great shame that a section of fans feel uncomfortable about going there and said the players are thinking through how they best respond and try to affect the things we might be able to affect. So I think we can expect to see some sort of action from the players when they're there. The Qatar World Cup chief exec, Nasser Al-Qatar, really hit back at Gareth Southgate as well, saying somebody with a lot of influence such as Southgate, somebody with a big audience that listens to what he has said, has got to pick his words carefully. And I think this war of words will really rumble on. It was, um, it was yeah, quite the war of words between them. It, it, it kind of made him look a little bit silly, didn't it, that he sort of picked on Gareth Southgate like that. But yeah, I think uh, we've not heard the last of this story. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But before the Men's World Cup in November, we have another major tournament to look forward to just around the corner. Um, England hosts the Women's European Championship and Chloe, that should be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and we've had the perfect backdrop to that tournament with the Women's Super League doing so well and, and having such a boost in this country. But it's not only the Euros that we've got to look forward to. They've had record crowds at Camp Noon, like 92,000 people all packed in uh, to watch the women's game. Is the women's game in the best place since it turned professional? I think maybe so. And a lot of the matches in the Euros in England have, have sold out as well. So we're really seeing a, an increase in popularity. And on the Playmaker, we've had some really inspiring stories on women's football this season, from the expertise of Emma Hayes to Leah Williamson, who's the new England captain. And there's been some great stories from the US too, where the women's game has traditionally been really popular. Trinity Rodman was one I really liked in particular. She's obviously the daughter of basketball star Dennis Rodman and she's become the highest paid player with a a million dollar contract per year and yeah going back to the Barcelona women's team they've been incredible they're setting those attendance records and it's really interesting that 
it's been picked up that they play the Barca way. And when you watch them, they very much do play in that traditional Barcelona style that we've expected from the men's team. There's been improvement in player conditions. Women finally got um, maternity pay, which seems ridiculous that they didn't get it before. The WSL has had the full sky treatment with the touchscreen analysis, like we've seen for a long time in the men's game. And that deal is the biggest domestic women's football broadcast deal in the world. Yeah, it really does feel like the women's game, especially in this country, is going from strength to strength, which is such a a huge positive. Um, The crowd's up the money in the game going up and I think every time that we've seen a a major tournament happen there really is interest so the fact that it's happening in this country I'm personally going to the final which I I, I can't wait for amazing um, should be absolutely brilliant it's been a massive massive boost this season yeah absolutely okay that's all for part one of this playmaker end of season wrap up we'll be back tomorrow to discuss diversity in the game ownership in football and whether or not we think the game in this country is in a good place. Today's episode was written by me, Chloe Beresford. And me, Andrew Butler. The Playmaker.